and we're live. This is one of five. Amazing. And we have the great, great pleasure of uh, introducing Lieutenant Sadana Giri. Is that how you say it? Pleasure. From India. Yeah, Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander Sadana Giri. Commander Sadana Giri. Pleasure. Most pleasure to have you on the show. All right. Sounds good. And um, from what I understand, um, you were in the Army in India, and now you're working as a life coach to um, inspire others in your country. Is that yes. uh, pretty much? Can you tell us a little bit more about um, you and your background? All right. Uh, yes, I was, uh, I was in the Indian Armed Forces and was part of Indian Navy. And uh, yes, now I am a life coach and motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, what uh, drew me to uh, being a life coach and motiv- motivational speaker was that uh, um, was was that I didn't want to get into this nine to five job, and it would have been very uh, easy and very lucrative. Uh, but uh, somehow I thought uh, uh, I, I, I'm someone who doesn't want an easy path, and I doesn't want uh, to follow people, and so I wanted to do something different. Um, and that's why I chose this uh, option. That, that is, that's why I, I wanted to do this so that uh, this passion of creating difference in people's life and uh, passion of inspiring people uh, can be integrated with uh, my mission, which is again uh, to... Uh, What's the mission here? What's the goal here? Uh, the mission is uh, to... Uh, to, to transform people from inside, to uh, help them shed their belief system, those uh, patriarchal norms, especially for women, uh, those uh, societal norms, which uh, hamper uh, human beings from uh, getting ahead in life. And, and it is very easy to uh, subscribe to these beliefs because you feel safe, you feel convenient. And that is what I want to do. I want to disrupt these beliefs, uh, these negative beliefs, and and replace them with positive beliefs, so that uh, so that every human being who I uh, come in contact with can unleash his or her full potential and can and uh, can uh, be the best version of uh, himself or herself. Amazing! Amazing! Um... I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty cool what you do. I think it's pretty brave. And I just want to ask about you talking about like, um, like the patriarchal society and how you're standing up to that. I'm not too sure about how many women are in the, the Navy, right? In the Indian Navy. Are there like, what's the, are there other women when you first signed up or what made you want to join the Indian Army? Uh, yes, uh, I wanted to join Indian Army and there are plenty of women, but uh, still the uh, ratio is skewed. Just like any other country, I've stayed sure. in some other, some other country as well and in Europe. And uh, yes, and I've seen uh, whatever happens in my country, the, the kind of struggle, the kind of battle which uh, women are fighting mm-hmm. uh, in India. It's like I've seen abroad also. And now uh, with, uh, with the advent of... Uh, uh, digital uh, technology with the advent of these uh, social media platforms, we come to know that the struggle is same. You know, fighting for equality, fighting for uh, equal pay, uh, for e- equal work, uh, fighting for a lot of other things. It, it still exists. Well, uh, so uh, to your question, yes, women are in armed forces, um, and uh, still women uh, were fighting uh, mm. for equal uh, opportunities in India. Uh, like, uh, for example, I see a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, social media posts wherein I see uh, first uh, women officer of Australia to command so-and-so ship, first woman in uh, US uh, to fly, black woman in US to fly a fighter, pilot, a fighter uh, plane. So I can see that first thing is happening everywhere. So likewise, even my country, first things are happening, <laughs> you know, uh, first in this mm-hmm. and first in that. So it's happening and it's uh, continuous. I still feel very proud to be born in this country. It has given me a, given me a lot of freedom to um, choose and be who I want to be and uh, the way I want to live my life. So I, I have no regrets. And uh, yes, I wanted to be in the army because um, there was uh, this, um, you know, during my college, there was uh, this uh, organization uh, open for uh, uh, 
young people, you know, college goers, uh, school goers, and college goers, and it is called as National Cadet Corps. So it is like uh, they train you, they tell you everything about military, they they tell you how to march in a parade, they uh, they teach you discipline and punctuality, and a uh, lot of things about Army, Navy, and Air Force. And uh, yes, so I was an Army Wing Cadet. And uh, as you know, everyone knows, army is army guards the land, navy guards uh, waters, and air force guards uh, the sky. So I uh, was an army wing uh, cadet in my college, and so I always aspired to uh, wear that uh, uniform, army uni uniform. And uh, but somehow, as luck would have it, I uh, I was selected for navy, Indian navy, and I was uh, really. Uh, it was a moment of uh, pride for uh, uh, my parents, my community, and for me, uh, nonetheless. So yes, there's no regret, and uh, it was uh, it was great. That's 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 awesome. That's pretty uh, cool. Um, so when you joined the the navy, um, do you train alongside men, or is it different to this? Yeah. Okay. So what's that like <laughs> training alongside? Because I know like some men are very, very, very competitive especially in the army. Mm. Um, did you feel like mm. there's a little too much of that there? Or I know, were you able to compete with them? I want to know, hear about your experience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we were trained together and mm -hmm. everything which uh, our male counterparts underwent, you know, uh, the, that distance uh, of uh, running the, that, uh, you know, say if it is 25, 15, 20, 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers for male counterparts, it was the same for women as well, us as well. And uh, it was a team, as a team, we were operating, you know, in different squadrons and all that in the, mm -hmm. uh, in the um, academy where we get trained. And um, yeah, uh, so right. it was, it was same. And, yeah. and there was no, there was mm -hmm. no, there, there's hardly any, uh, what, differentiation in terms of, uh, kind of training that we get we get the same training and also same kind of salary and also same kind of work profile uh, mostly of course we do we are not in combat forces like in any other country and it's coming it, it will come you know um, uh, a few like first a few first have already uh, already come uh, a, a few years ago maybe three four years ago uh, fighter pilots and a few other things they've already come and it's a, it's a process, it's happening, and it will happen for good. It will change. And uh, so it's, it's there. Yeah, it's good. All right, sounds good. And um, what do you have to do to get into the Navy from the Army? Oh, all right. So, um, yeah, what do I have to do? <laughs> I don't know. Is right. it, so yeah, what is it, I, mm -hmm. do you have to do? Yeah, is it the same? You said it was an accomplishment. You said, house? I have no clue even my country, how it works. I'm just... Curious, because like you said, it was a major accomplishment that you joined the like the navy from the army, um, right? And I was just wondering why. Yeah, why it's is a, it it's a in my country. In my country, it's a very prestigious thing to uh, join uh, Indian Armed Forces. You mm -hmm. know? And uh, for me, it was all the more prestigious because no one in my family was in armed forces. Uh, you know, it actually there's a lot of pride and pride and prestige and honor associated with the wearing uniforms, especially as an officer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and I was a science student. So uh, science and technology is what Navy looks for. Uh, unlike Army, uh, Army is all about uh, probably, if you see uh, academic background, it's all about mostly uh, arts, arts background, you know, humanities and other things. Of course, they also have a few technical uh, branches but uh, generally it's uh, arts background i see all right cool and you were in the army for how long before in the navy down? for 12 the years. navy for 12 for, years for, in the navy. for 12 yeah mm -hmm. yes, and then yes. you uh you stepped down or uh why yeah, decide we, to transition we, mm -hmm. um i uh we we had 14 years of con we actually have 10 years of contract and then it is extend mm -hmm. extendable extendable to a few more years up till 14 years and uh, I, I, after I did 12 uh, years, I, uh, I quit um, and because uh, we, then we, we were not getting permanent commissions. Beyond 14, we were not allowed as women officers. Most of it, the majority, 70, 80 percentage were not allowed. Only in few branches, they are allowed. Uh, 
uh, you know, like medical and uh, education and a few uh, branch only, few branches. So in my branch, it wasn't allowed for women officers to serve uh, uh, for full period of uh, 20 years, you know, whatever, 25 years. And then it wasn't allowed then. So I, I opted to... Um, to leave and uh, yeah that's not easy right yeah. if you're in a place for like 14 years doing a job and then mm -hmm. you have to step down what was it did you know what you want to do after yeah it was very tough uh, mm -hmm. you got it right it was very tough uh, mm -hmm. not very easy thing because you know once you're an officer you uh, you're treated uh, you're treated very differently especially in my country you're treated uh, you're treated like anything and uh, uh, and uh, then uh, after 14 years, but then there, there, was, uh, there was nothing to look forward to ahead. So that's another aspect. There's nothing to look forward to, although it's very prestigious and everything. But for women, uh, for me that time, there was nothing I was looking forward to. Uh, I could look forward to. So uh, I had to uh, do this. And then, uh, like I said, I didn't want to get into this regular nine to five job because it wasn't exciting me. It wasn't... Um, mm, it wasn't something which I wanted to uh, uh, do uh, and do and, you know, regret because at the mm -hmm. end of my fag end of my life, I didn't want to uh, regret that. Oh, uh, I should have done something else with my life, you know, uh, entrepreneurship or creating difference in people's life. Um, you know, something for the society other than uh, just uh, taking a job, nine to five job, some corporate job, mm -hmm. getting a salary at the end of the month. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then that's it. I mean, what else? I mean, that wasn't something which I was looking forward to. Although I could have had a great, great, um, great job, very mm -hmm. well paid uh, job in, uh, I was in the aviation branch in the Navy. So I, I could have uh, landed uh, in, in some job, but I did not, um, I somehow, it didn't attract me. And so this is what I'm doing and I'm very satisfied in what I'm doing now, motivational speaking and life coaching. It was like my calling and it all started from when I was uh, staying in Europe for two years and uh, uh, I, I, I started this uh, course. I, I uh, stumbled upon Mind Valley and uh, this course from Lisa Nichols and uh, that really, um, that really, uh, uh, you know, what struck, no uh, struck what <laughs> what do you mean like what what about it like uh it, it was mm -hmm. like yeah this is what i want to do because lisa nichols if you know mm -hmm. uh, do you know about her lisa no nichols? no mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah you she? can go back mm -hmm. and check you can go back and check she's a great speaker and mm -hmm. uh, uh, life coach herself and uh, she conducted this uh, speak and inspire uh, course from uh, mind valley through mind valley in fact and it was uh, it was this uh, 30 days uh, rigorous uh, uh, session from her uh, on online portal then and uh, I, that really transformed me and my outlook towards life mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that was the beginning of what is like the one I thing start... yeah you learned from it what's the one thing you learned from it that really like inspired you what I learned from it is that uh, I really got connected uh, with myself in that uh, course. It was it is speak and inspire. It's something to do with uh, speaking, but uh, to say uh, in essence, it was not only speaking. It was much more. Not only about speaking. It was much more. It was like connecting with my core, connecting connecting with who I am. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, and I thought, yeah, this is me, and this is what I want to do, because if if I see my journey, it it has been very different, different as in, you know, like I said, um, no one in my community was uh, in the armed forces, and uh, uh, in a, in a way, I broke that patriarchal norm and and uh, worked hard and went ahead and joined armed forces, and uh, uh, it was it was something uh, different. So I wanted my life. I uh, wanted to inspire people, mm -hmm. whatever I have done so far, uh, whichever way I have come up, I wanted uh, to take this as a story and I wanted to inspire uh, lots of women out there who are not so privileged, who, are, who need direction, who need that confidence. So I just wanted to go out there and uh, do that for uh, my uh, women of my country. So, or in fact, uh, not, it is not, uh, uh, it is not 
I'm not bound by the this thing boundaries, nationality, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, human, women. For it can be any uh, nationality, anything that has to be with women. So that really, that really. Uh, inspired me because uh, if you see her life she had gone through a lot of things in life and yet uh, she uh, she worked hard and yet mm-hmm. she uh, saw that dream and, and fulfilled her dream and she uh, then became successful mm-hmm. from that uh, very poor background to now wherever she is uh, so that was really inspiring for me that's that's pretty cool all right yeah it's um interesting you say how like how she had a life of struggle and she came out of that from what I'm seeing right now is that all of us are going through <laughs> some, some yes, kind of yes. struggle. All of us have yeah. some kind of personal vendetta. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a lot but of people think, is, yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that, hey, <laughs> life sucks. Why is the world mm-hmm. against me? What am I supposed to do? And there are some mm-hmm. people that are like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I make the best of it, right? So um, mm-hmm. what's your yes. thought on that? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, life sucks. many people do that. Uh, no, uh, yes, uh, life is for, uh, for every human being. Life is like that. Those mm-hmm. ups and downs are mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. It is not that I'm chosen to go through those uh, down times. And, you know, somebody who's rich is not uh, having, uh, you know, those down times. He or she also has, even if uh, he or she is rich. So, um, you know, everyone has uh, his or her downtime. But how you uh, overcome them, how you uh, use your downtime to create difference in people's life is what matters. Another thing is uh, aspect uh, of uh, going through, uh, you know, this bad phase is that uh, the more you more you curse these moments the more you you know (laughs) the more you uh, you know what what can i say Uh, drown in them the more you attract uh, negativity the more you attract misery so uh, how you can approach uh, the downtime is those setbacks disappointments failures is that you can see it as an opportunity to grow opportunity to learn your lessons opportunity to uh, to uh, to show your patience, to be resilient and wait for your uh, good time to come. Of course, you have to put in your efforts. Of course, you have to uh, see those dreams, uh, see work towards your dreams and uh, work towards uh, fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. You know, have those plans, those like, deadlines. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. how you said that, like it's everyone. If you're rich, if you're poor, if you're any nationality, like everyone's going to go through up and downs in their life. Everyone has suffering, mm. life, death, mm. sickness. That's just, that's just life. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's mm-hmm. human life. Mm-hmm. That's human life. That, that, that doesn't know any boundary. Okay. Uh, people in the U.S. will not have uh, Corona. Corona has shown <laughs> us that, that uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, respect those boundaries, which <laughs> we have, which we have created, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we have, we have the same, uh, same, uh, you know, human body. And the same blood, everything. It's just that uh, based on color or based on some uh, regionality, we've created uh, so many differences. Uh, but uh, it was not meant from uh, the God, you know, who created us, the Supreme. It can be anything. It can be uh, Allah, it can be Lord Rama, it can be uh, anyone. It can be any God, Hindu God or anyone for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, he he never created these differences. It I, was uh, he created everyone equal. Awesome. Yeah, I see that. Um, you're proud of your culture and your background and heritage, but also you're open to talking with people from all different backgrounds. I see all different creeds, yeah. and vendors, and countries. Right. So um, yeah. How do you balance like being like very like proud of your country and being proud of who you are, but also um, being open to new people because sometimes you see the opposite sometimes you see people who are very proud of their country and are close-minded to everyone in an extreme and people, way no yeah and a lot extreme of people hate way. themselves a lot of people hate themselves and their country they just want to be like be a mosh with everyone else in the world right so how do you have your identity but also open to others respect mm-hmm. um how do i have it's the way i am how can i explain it uh, <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You traveled around um, the let world. Me, let, mm-hmm. let me let me let me put it uh, mm-hmm. you know in words. Um, it's just that I'm compassionate. Just that I'm kind. I, you know, I I see every human being as. Of course, I have traveled uh, 
uh, around, uh, you know, to quite a few countries. And uh, that really has opened uh, my uh, horizon. That really has uh, done uh, a lot of um, good things to me. And I, I've seen that during my travel also, I, I've seen that people everywhere, it's the same. You know, once I was in Israel uh, with my family and my son was hardly six, seven months. And uh, my son was coughing. And uh, there was this military guy um, who we saw in Metro. You know, public transportation in um, Israel is good for that matter in uh, European country, other European countries as well. So um, we... Uh, we wanted to visit some some clinic or hospital or like that. So this gentleman had to go this direction, but and we had to go that direction. So he he uh, just for us, you know, he inquired as to what happened, and he just for us he uh, took us all the way to uh, this uh, side, which is not his way, you know. So he was uh, doing something out of his way and uh, showing us a direction, and he dropped us till that hospital. And uh, so I was like, and and in, and during our course of interaction, you know, I I found that uh, he's as human as we are, and uh, and also because he was from the military, so I we could see that we connect with military people very quickly because military people all across the world they go through the same thing, same kind of tough training, same kind of uh, life, and you know, it's more or less the same. So I could see that I think he'd done some two, three years or something like that. And he wanted to leave and he, he was speaking of another career, another this thing. And um, he was like, ah, now it's enough. I've done enough of uh, the service and all that. So I see, I saw that uh, it was, um, it's the same everywhere. And then uh, people we met, you know, generous kind people we met. Mm -hmm. We also meet we also meet people who are very skeptical, you know, as if they're afraid of human beings. Yes, know, as right. If, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, as if by seeing, you know, uh, your skin color or mm -hmm. seeing this difference, they mm -hmm. are just uh, as if, you know, we, we are thieves or as if we are, <laughs> we are aliens. <laughs> they treat like mm -hmm. that also. And we've, we've seen very good people as well, very mm -hmm. kind and compassionate, welcoming, helping. So, um, yeah, yeah, so that. Uh, that's what makes me earlier I was like very uh, you know very proud about my country of course I am now even now I am uh, I had this uh, patriotic feeling I still do have but uh, then I only knew about my country map of my country but when I went out I saw uh, you know other countries I saw how it's the same everywhere they, they feel the same about their own country as well and uh, so uh, there's no reason for me to hate him or her just because he's born or she's born in another country, another culture, another, you know, setup. There's no reason for me to uh, hate that individual. It's, we're all human. So Wonderful. this is the thing, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, this is the thing. So, yeah. So I when I went out, I, I saw, I, I became more human, you know. Mm -hmm. So traveling is very important. It traveling opens up important. your horizon. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It opens up. It gives you a lot of life lessons, and I really learned a lot uh, during traveling. It made me more resilient. It m made me more uh, tough. Uh, you know why? Uh, also because, um, uh, and with that courage, which we went, you know, six, seven month old uh, baby, and my elder daughter also, uh, nine, six, seven year old, and uh, then uh, you know, and uh, not knowing, you know, who to speak who to. Who to speak to? Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to ask you about that. What to, what to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then we see different kinds of people and then we are uh, adjusting to it. And we are some, some places we are very comfortable. We are made to feel comfortable and some mm -hmm. places not so comfortable. So we see mix of uh, these, this mixture is there everywhere. In my country also, there are people who are extreme and, uh, and who, there are people who are very balanced, educated and um, very open, you know liberal sort of a mentality although that does not mean they're not patriotic and in other country as well there are people like that so it's a mixture mm -hmm. everywhere it's like yeah. yes uh, i just want to ask because so like you being in the army naturally that like you have a radar i guess we're like good people and bad people because you have it's like black and white a little bit right there are good people and there are bad people so when you travel and like you met this random person you were like I don't know there's some good yeah. in this person, right? <laughs> so you reached out to them and you talked to them and they were willing to help you out. 
a lot of people I know, especially my age, will be like, mm, why would I even want to talk to that person? Maybe they're busy or maybe they have, I don't know, why would they like take time out of the day to help me out? Right. Yeah. Uh, why did yeah. you choose like to ask that person to help versus, I don't know, what like someone mm-hmm. my age would do, just like, mm, <laughs> I'll call an Uber. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. So, you know, once I was traveling to, uh, I, I was in Petersburg and uh, I met this, um, you know, I always believed that uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the taxi people in my country are sometimes, some taxi people in my country are very rough. You know, uh, they cheat people and all that. But I have seen that in that country also. Uh-huh. So my perspective changed. My, my perspective, I'm so open. Whoa. I see every, mm-hmm. I, I see all, I see every country like uh, like my own country. <laughs> so good and bad people, that uh, caution and that alertness and uh, everything. You know, keep your heart open, uh, be a warm person, but also be alert uh, about, you know, such kind of people. So mm-hmm. that's there. That that This is what has taught me, you know, mm-hmm. these um, traveling and, and everything has taught me this, that uh, good and bad, it's everywhere. I see. But you're a life coach, so... Um, that like theory, I guess, is that you can get any person from wherever they are in their lives, even if they're struggling and they can become confident and brave and tackle on the world, right? You think everyone has that in them or is it just like, if you're like, if you're bad, <laughs> there is no saving you. I don't know. Um, I didn't get your question. Have you ever, have you ever, yeah. Have you ever worked with someone that wasn't able to cross the line? from and mm-hmm. like um from the bad place uh, life coaching to, sessions yes to a life good coaching place. Sessions. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. yes i have i have uh, um, i have worked with a few people uh, i have just started my journey as a life coach uh, mm-hmm. past a couple of years so i have worked with a few people who um were like completely blank and they were like uh, completely in that negative spiral that negativity and uh, you know, that negative energy and uh, they are not in control of what is happening in mm-hmm. their life, not in control of what is happening in their head. So yes, I, I try uh, and get them, first of all, make them aware of what is happening here because whatever happens here happens outside of uh, you, you know, everywhere. Because this is what, you know, I always <laughs> believe. 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 So if you believe, Whatever you believe, it happens because, because uh, thoughts, your thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. Thoughts become thoughts things. Thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so, people so don't. This, mm-hmm. People don't, are not aware. I mean. Um, people don't think. You know, That's what I was think, thinking. <laughs> people don't yeah, like to think. <laughs> they, they, the people, uh, people are not aware what they're thinking. They're continuously mm-hmm. thinking and thinking and negative thinking and everything. And uh, that, that's sabotaging their uh, life. That's sabotaging uh, their, uh, 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 their, uh, their entire life as in uh, their relationship and uh, their career, their own personal uh, peace and happiness and satisfaction. So first I uh, get them out there. And uh, about life coaching, yes, uh, like you said, bad people, yes, uh, you, you, do, you do tend to meet, uh, you're an open, you, you're like there to help people, but you also meet people who just uh, are there, they come and they just pass your time and they just come for fun. That, that those kind of people also come. Yeah. So all, we meet all kinds of people. So you should know, uh, you know, where your boundaries are and, uh, yeah, because you're not uh, you're not here for entertainment. You you're here for serious business. You're here for you're here to help people. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. I just want to let in my my co-host Ali. He's he's here right now. He finally made it. All right. Yes. Yes. Sounds good. We exit. Awesome. It's all good. All righty. Ali, we already started no, sorry this episode. For being late. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's I know. Very good. Yes. But yeah. So we're we were just talking about mindset and. Um, uh yeah so i wanted to ask you a personal question something i was just thinking about uh is that is there such thing as being like an overachiever like you were saying that you need to like believe in what you think and like have like high ambitions and go for them but are there such thing as having too high ambitions from your experience mm-hmm. um what can i say about it yes uh, mm-hmm. 
what I think about it is that um, you should always uh, aim high. There's the saying that aim at the star and you will reach the treetop, you know. So always achieve high and don't be afraid to uh, uh, always achieve, always set high goals, uh, you know, dream big. But, um, uh, and, and set uh, high goals. And don't be afraid to uh, work towards them. Don't be afraid to take action towards them. Because unless and until you have that kind of uh, 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 image, a vision for yourself, um, your actions will be like, you will waste your life. You Whoa. will waste your energy. <laughs> wait, stop. You know? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> stop you right there. You're saying that if you don't have like a vision of where you want to go, then life... Hmm. I feel like 95% of people, if you ask them, what do you want to do today? Or what do you want to, especially now with COVID, people are locked inside. They're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Right? <laughs> so you're saying that if you don't have a plan, there is no way out of your situation. You will waste your, your, you'll waste your day, your energy, mm -hmm. your uh, capability, your mental capacity, everything will go waste. And, uh, you know, you will waste your uh, precious uh, time in life. And it's, it's such a beautiful life. And, uh, time it, it's like a, this time is um, you know you don't know when when is your time to go so why not make the most of uh, what is today whatever resources you have wherever you are use them to to the best of your uh, ability and and uh, use it to achieve uh, your goals use it to reach where you can reach and mm -hmm. Resources can be as simple as, you know, uh, time is a big resource. Um, your, what can uh, become your resource is your own uh, self-awareness, uh, your own uh, control over your thoughts. Also, uh, networking can become your resource, you know. Mm -hmm. These are simple and, simple and easy mm -hmm. and uh, you don't have to make uh, much of investment, monetary, you know, money-wise. Mm -hmm. So these are the things and... Um, definitely it can work wonders that's such an awesome point true and i want to ask you about your personal experience with fear right and i'm sure like in the army you've been in the a lot of places that are scary and how do you overcome um that fear uh can you give us an example whether like in the navy yeah. army or otherwise yeah yeah so uh, yes absolutely so mm -hmm. in the navy there, there are many such uh, things where, where you are afraid to take it up uh, in the first place. But when you're there, uh, you're trained, uh, that fear, you know, reduces, that fear just vanishes as and when you are there um, in it, you're doing it, you, you are in the process. So there's this one um, uh, opportunity I got of uh, skydiving, <laughs> you know, skydiving. Mm -hmm. And it was not that... Um, Commercial skydiving, you know, one skydiving with a with a mm. with a instructor, you know, holding you. Not that skydiving. No, on <laughs> yeah. your own. Military yeah. style. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So um, you know, uh, I had that opportunity once, uh, and I always was looking forward to it. And uh, uh, I was an ATC officer, you know, ATC Air Traffic Control yeah. Officer. In Air the traffic Navy. control. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ATC and, and the work of ATC officer is everywhere the same, if you know, you know, it's, it's civil aviation, uh, international civil aviation organization, whatever uh, rules, regulations, they teach us international civil aviation organization, whatever docs they have, documents, whatever annexures they provide us to, to everyone all across the world. You know, the same thing we go through, the same training we go through and all that. So I was doing this uh, ATC uh, duty and and I see, I saw that this opportunity is there to uh, volunteer for skydiving. And I did volunteer. I, I had been, you know, I, I'd been looking forward to it because it was my dream, like I said. And, and so I, um, I fought my way through uh, my department and uh, went and joined my, my boss. Uh, earlier, my department didn't want to leave me, but somehow my uh, boss just, he, he just um, said, okay, you can go. Uh, and I joined and then I saw there were, uh, quite a few of them and I was like one day, one and a half day late uh, because the department wasn't leaving me. And then uh, I was like, how will I cope uh, with this uh, training? It has already happened half of it. Um, but I was somehow physically fit every day. I, I mm -hmm. had that regular fitness routine. So I was physically fit. 
all I had to do is learn about uh, you know the operation, how how to operate parachute and how to uh, fold it, how to every all the parts of parachute and everything. So I had to go through that. So uh, okay, I went through that, and uh, then I had my tandem jump. And there's the, there, there are a lot of other um, you know you know. Uh, like Navy SEAL is one. If you've heard of Navy SEAL, oh, there it's, yep. mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's like uh, toughest training that they go through in the Navy or U.S. Navy probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, yeah, wow. in my yeah, mm-hmm. in India, there's the you know Marine Commandos in India. Mm-hmm. So they are the toughest guys. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a few of them were there. Yeah, a few of Marine Commandos were there, and I was like, yeah, the Marine Commandos. How can I? you know, uh, be uh, with them. I mean, I think, I don't know how will I do it. They are the toughest guys and they've undergone so much of training and all that. All that was there in my back of my mind. And then um, first jump with my instructor, that first jump where he he, uh, jumps with you, along with you, he teaches you everything in air, although on ground, all the training is already over. This is how it happens everywhere. It happens every all across the world. So on ground, the training was over, all the drill and everything. And then um, when I took my first jump with my instructor and he taught me everything, it was nice. It, I was really enjoying it. And then the next jump was uh, solo, you know, on my own. And uh, that happened yeah. and I was how enjoying was that? it. You, know? uh-huh. you enjoyed it? You got used to it? I, I, I did. Uh, but, you mm-hmm. know... Uh, Prior to every jump, it was like, uh, what can I say? It was like, oh, I'm excited. But, uh, but moment, moment I was that those few uh, fraction of seconds before taking that jump from my uh, aircraft, mm-hmm. from the aircraft. Yes. With a helicopter. How terrified were you? What, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in my last jump. I was really terrified. You know? mm-hmm. So in all other jumps, I, I used to take those jumps and moment I, I jumped, I was like enjoying uh, this bird's eye view of uh, the place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was thoroughly uh, liking it. I was doing all the toggling and everything. And I was, I jumped. And uh, after I jumped, I was like, excited again for the next one. So uh, this cycle continued until my last jump, which was from 12,000 feet. And then uh, something happened. I, I, I just froze. I was sitting in the aircraft. My instructor was here on my right. And I was sitting there on the edge of the uh, you know, aircraft there. I mean, uh, inside. And um, uh, somehow I froze. I was like, what, how can I do it? And I won't be able to do it probably. Uh, will I be alive for, um, you know, after this <laughs> jump and all that, all those things. Well, you made but, it. Um, yeah, but but I closed my eyes and I visualized uh, the outcome. Mm-hmm. Did everything which I was taught, and um, wait. So you, you literally said sat yeah. down there and you were thinking, okay, I'm gonna jump out. I'm gonna like fall. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna land. You saw it took in your a, head. Took took a few <laughs> deep breaths and mm-hmm. calmed myself down and then visualized everything in my mind. In my mind, and uh, you know, and then I sh- I open my eyes. I show thumbs up to my instructor. He gives me a push, uh, and then I'm there. I'm. Uh, I, I, that's the best jump I, I could ever, it's the best experience of my life. I, I can't even explain how beautiful that jump was. And mm-hmm. after that, and I, after that jump, you know, all my jumps are over and I did not even get a scratch on my body. <laughs> okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, gentleman from Marine Commandos, some incident uh, and he broke his leg and he got admitted in the, in the uh, hospital. So uh, the thing which I'm going to uh, uh, bring out is that my, I was limiting my own self just because by seeing uh, others, by comparing with others. But then I, I, was, I did not know what powers I have inside. And I used those powers of visualization, of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my own thought process, controlling my own thought process and, and then uh, uh, leading, uh, leading it to a better outcome, you know, the, the desired outcome. I had that power and everyone has that power. So uh, this is what happens. So th- this is how I have learned to um, overcome. I surpass my fears, you know, wow. overcome and see beyond my fears that uh, after this fear, there's something which is exciting, something which is, uh, which is, uh, which is, um, which I will treasure. It's the opposite my of life, fear. Cherish. Yeah. It's like bravery, mm-hmm. right? That's the most yeah. thrilling, thrilling yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then I get I get my badge uh, for a skydiver badge, which is a good thing to have, you know, <laughs> on your uniform. So, yeah, so that's exciting. 
Ellie, how do you uh, do something that you're deathly afraid of? How do you get through and do what you have to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, at, at, at this point, I feel like I just, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not scared of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. is the thing anymore right i just and so a little background i'm a behavioral therapist right so i'm in my training i know that the hardest part of doing anything anything is doing it the first time the hardest part of learning a new skill is overcoming that never done it before going through that uncomfortable territory and doing it once because once you do it once you can repeat it over and over again so that's how i do i think with very like technically so let's say for example like i don't know like, um, I mean, this podcast is a great example, right? Like when I first started out, I was like, uh, like, I mean, nervous, like, I don't know, people are going to watch this, <laughs> right? And like, I don't know how people are going to react or if it'll fail or if it'll succeed. But all I thought to myself was, well, I need to do the one episode or I need to do, you know, the next episode. And like mm-hmm. the same thing with any project I do, really, I try to think of like, what are the, tan- like, what are the tangible, like things, concrete things that I need to do. And once, and I, and once I start accomplishing things that I think I couldn't have never done, I like have confidence now. And now I'm more likely to, it's like momentum kind of. Now I feel like more confident than ever before. For me, I'd rather just put myself in the situation and yeah. see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Like I just jumped into it. A good example is when I was like a kid, I was deathly afraid of swimming pools and beaches and just large bodies of water. Around the age of like seven or eight, I got tired of seeing everyone swimming and me sitting out. So without any floaters, without anything, you can ask my mom. She's the one who told me the story. I, I told my uh, nanny I was going to swim. She's like, okay. She put the floaters on. I stand at the edge of the pool. I remove the floaters and I jump <laughs> not knowing how to swim or not even knowing how to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. I just swim. Mm-hmm. I did struggle at first, but then, you know, Push comes to shove, uh, I'm now good at swimming, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my method of tackling doing adventurous things. You could have drowned also. I, I mean, true, <laughs> but I'm a survivor at the end of the day. So I did what I had to do to survive, and I, oh, I survived. <laughs> and I didn't jump at the edge where I can just get up and grab the wall. I leaped that bit. I, like, jumped yeah. all the way to the middle. That's interesting. Yep. You put yourself in a place where, like, now I really have to. I don't have time. Yeah, you really have to. It's, <laughs> I need I'm to learn really... how to swim now. <laughs> so, yep, pretty much. So whenever I'm put, like, I'm good at functioning in situations where it's do or die. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I get rid of my, you know, fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you said something really cool, which is, like, you just jump into it. You really don't, like, yep. a lot of people are like, oh, I'll try it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll try next week. No, <laughs> I don't do it. Uh-huh. I don't jump do that. in. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just jump. I don't even think about the possibilities. I don't even think about, okay, well, if this goes wrong, there's this, this, and this that can happen and that can mm-hmm. save me. I don't think about any of that. I just yeah. dive. Do, do Take the leap of faith. You're right. Because the one thing that really is stopping us is like our, our own like anxieties in our own yep. heads, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you, yeah. What do you think about procrastination, um, Tenant? Why do people love procrastinating? <laughs> Uh, again, um, I uh, ascribe it to uh, their beliefs, uh, what they believe about uh, uh, themselves, uh, their self-esteem. Uh, it's related to their, uh, you know, pattern of thinking. So this is the reason. I see. People, people who have, who, yeah. who have, who have, uh, you know, self-worth issues, who uh, have self-esteem issues. Uh, these are the people who uh, procrastinate somehow or the other they don't have courage to take courage to take uh, steps courage to uh, uh, take actions on uh, their things on uh, their goals and dreams and goals okay so lieutenant commander i wanted to ask you uh, have you been in service of any like war front or battle front or anything like that uh, directly, no, but uh, indirectly, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, is it okay if we know which, which battle or where you? Uh, no, uh, not uh, I like no, no, no kind of war. <laughs> n- not exactly war. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean like battlefronts. Are we not allowed yeah, yeah. to know which one you were in? Okay, fine. No, no. fair enough. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what that tells me is you're still an active. You're in active duty, right? 
I'm I'm not active now. Oh, I'm retired. Yeah. You're retired. But oh. I I, I still you... am part of reserve forces. So probably whenever there would oh. be some kind of emergency, so uh, that happens. They'll bring you right uh, back. Mm -hmm. yeah. If if yeah. need be. If need be, hopefully not. And hopefully we all. No, stay it doesn't matter. No, no. Hopefully we stay at peace. That's the better reason. Yes, that's mm -hmm. a better yeah, uh, way of thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but do you miss the old? Do you miss the old miss army my, life? Like just I miss my up. uniform. Uh, I miss my uniform. I, um, I miss my uniform. Yes, I love my uniform right. and that's my life the there. Uh, my life, control, complete life uh, mm -hmm. in uh, the armed forces. But uh, I'm pretty much the same. I'm not wearing uh, my uniform, but I'm pretty, pretty much the same person, the same disciplined person, punctual person, the same, uh, uh, the same, the same me. Same. We've yeah. had so, a Lance Corporal on before, and he told us like yes. two mindsets: like you're on army mode or you're in civilian mode. Yes. Is that uh, the same for you? Do you have two different modes, or are you just the same throughout? Uh, yes. Um, because I'm out of uh, the armed forces, I, I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, I, I don't have much of restrictions. And, um, you know, with armed, armed forces, there are some, being in the armed forces, there are some restrictions like in any other part of uh, the world. So that applies to my country as well. And now, uh, because I'm out of, uh, if, for example, if I'm talking, uh, if I was in the army, uh, in the active service, I wouldn't be talking to, talking to you like this on a <laughs> social media platform on if, Zoom. If yeah. If you watch our last episode with the Lance Corporal, who he had to shut his camera, mm -hmm. so it was only his voice that was on. We couldn't see him. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed okay. to. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. That, that so makes I, sense. I don't know. He's he's not even allowed to speak to you. To, no, he, uh, he asked for permission. He yeah. He asked permission. for permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All from right. his uh, commanding officer, and uh, he got the permission to. Yeah. Talk. He's okay. a part of the Royal Royal Forces UK, of the yeah. UK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's all the right. Uh, yes. All right. Mm -hmm. all right. And he's all an right. active so, soldier and he, you know, came along. Okay. Shout out to you. Great, great, great. Yeah. Shout out. Great, great. I wanted to um, ask you, I know we, we took a lot of your time and uh, we're, yeah. time's almost up, but I want to ask you uh, one question about, I think it's really important. Um, the world right now uh, feels like a lot of people are angry. A lot of people are hateful, miserable, just at everyone. People like blaming people. This person's in charge and this one's bad and this one's bad and you're bad. And even like within people. Like, some of my friends are mad at my other friends just because of where, you know, whatever. Why do, um, and how do we bring back positivity to the world? I don't know. How do we bring positivity? Well, um, the best way is to do what we, we as an individual can do. What I can, uh, what I as an individual can do to create positive atmosphere you know, um, to uh, bring about change in the lives, in, in my life, first of all, and then lives of people. Um, uh, for example, let's take it, uh, climate change. You know, climate change is a big issue. Sure. And it's, it's a global issue. It's not just, uh, you know, one country. It's a global issue. Uh, so how, as a person, I can uh, help in, uh, you know, leaving less uh, carbon emissions? Well, I, I know those steps and how I can do. I can use less of plastics. You know, if, I, if I'm going outside uh, to shop, I, I'll carry my uh, bag, which is made up of clothes. I can probably wash it every, every uh, now and then and I can reuse it. And a uh, lot of uh, things like that, you know, eat less uh, of um, non-vegetarian things. You know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian eat less of non-vegetarian things you know my husband is a you know non-vegetarian he eats chicken uh, so i've not been able to convince him uh, yet he eats chicken yeah and uh, yeah That's so mm -hmm. yeah yes so uh, we, um, we we these are the small small i i know some people feel offended uh, you know this non-veg and veg uh, conversation they feel offended but nevertheless, I think this, this is my opinion that if we eat a plant-based diet, I think that helps uh, the ecosystem of the world. And um, uh, how else? Like, so mm -hmm. what so I can you're do, saying, I yeah, do. Uh, yeah, you're talking yeah, about what I can do. A lot of people Personally, are Personally, what I can do. Yes, you're talking yes, about what yes. you can do, which is like, and, instead and of like thinking inspire, about the government, talking about yourself. And inspire people, mm -hmm. inspire my, like my children. And how do you one inspire my, people? Uh, mm -hmm. How do you inspire uh, people? Like, 
first i should take those actions because mm-hmm. uh, action speaks bigger than words i i just can i just cannot go out there and preach about things which i am myself not following so um like my for uh, like for example my daughter is a vegetarian just she used to eat uh, chicken and all and but now uh, eggs and chickens and all this is what we call uh, non vegetarian of course in other countries there are a lot of other things which people eat but uh, yeah so uh, my daughter eats uh, vegetarian she's more towards uh, you know eating a plant based diet um and uh, my son is yet to uh, he's just four years he just turned four years old probably he's yet to uh, make that decision he it'll take time so uh, it starts from my home and then probably uh, around you know i can inspire people only if i if, if i'm congruent if if uh, what is there inside mm-hmm. that integrity is there what is uh, that authenticity is there what i am inside what i am following in my house i can go out there and shout at uh, on the rooftop that yes i am doing and please i i i implore you all to do this because this is good for our world this is good for our uh, future generations for our children all that so this is how we can tackle taking steps uh, from our uh, where we are today well, we have reached the mm-hmm. show's time limit mm-hmm. uh, i'll say my like closing to... my closing monologue here since it's my oh, closing monologue yes I... uh, <laughs> it's um I think what you said lastly was so so important was that if you want to make change you got to start from changing yourself but then then you change yeah. your household communities once you're better and then you can change your communities and then you can change the world but you can't start changing the world without working on yourself mm. yes so absolutely so be the change so minimal, you want to see see in the world, that that's what mahatma gandhi said if you know about him Of course, of course. Father, <laughs> yeah he's father of uh, our nation yeah one more thing uh, minimalism is another thing which uh, we should think about you mm-hmm. know uh, mi- minimalistic um, approach towards life buying less clothes you know um, we don't need flashy clothes we are all uh, human beings we, we need uh, those basic things and probably um, a few extra that's it and not uh, and not so much amass so much uh, just because uh, we are very affluent or just because we can instead what we can do is uh, use those resources those uh, those uh, well, you know that money to to uh, buy things for people who are not so privileged to donate that money to for people who who are who does not uh, have those basic needs also you know uh, in in our, in my country it is called as roti kapda makan roti is like bread kapda is like cloth and makan is like house so wow. there are a lot of people who don't have this uh, basic needs as well mm-hmm. so why not just uh, you know just contribute towards um, creating that equality you know some uh, level of equality where the everyone the world calls a charity but yeah you're you're right we should yeah, we should yeah. start to give out more charity anyways yes. thank you guys for the closing monologue we have reached our time if you've reached Pleasure. this part of the episode please subscribe thank you before we let you go do you have anything you want to shout out or let the world know uh, uh nothing nothing that's that's nothing. i i just pray everyone uh, pray uh, pray that this uh, covid uh, scenario uh, we are just able to come out of it as soon as possible um and then and uh, there there's this vaccine uh, you know Uh, there's global effort towards vaccine which can which uh, should happen and which of course uh, uh, will help humanity i think we are in it together so that's what that's what i'll say let's stay strong <laughs> through this covid yeah. thing okay uh, if you watch any of our old episodes usually this is how we sign out like, to cover subscribe like subscribe, like, subscribe share do all that stuff you guys and peace all right